welcome everybody on a Tuesday this week. Trash Talk with Tony Nebraska is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week. Joining me today, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be an exciting Trash Talk episode this week. Because today, for the first time in a long time, I've got my entire crew with me. Let's go! The entire Trash Talk crew is back together. Eli Bashy, Mike Billica, Jay Horn, Grant Richards, Tyler Salva, the whole crew is back together this week. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, this episode is totally not going to be chaotic. <laughs> That's for sure. Gentlemen, good to see you all this week. This is going to be a fun episode, no question about that. But before we get into the episode this week, I do quickly want to thank the sponsor of this week's episode. This week's episode of Trash Talk is sponsored, as always, by Michigan-based Roast Number Coffee. If you're a coffee lover like me, give Roast Umber a try. Whether you prefer your coffee hot or cold, Roast Umber's got you covered. If you prefer your coffee cold, they got their Nitro Cold Brew, which is really good. If you like your coffee hot, they got their Holby Ground Coffee, which is also delicious. Visit the website, RoastUmber.com. If you do make an order, be sure to use my coupon code TONYD to save yourself 20% off. Capital T, capital D, no spaces. Thank you, as always, to Roast Umber for sponsoring this week's episode. All right, gentlemen, let's get into it. And let's begin, as always, with the introductions. Eli, we're going to start with you this week. What's going on, Eli? Long time no see. How's everything going? And, you know, we're not going to talk Pistons today, but you're one of my Pistons guys, so I'll ask you this really quickly. Uh, The Pistons have been playing a little bit better over the last few weeks. So uh, have you had any more enjoyment watching them as they've been playing a little bit better basketball, not getting blown out <laughs> each night. Yeah, I have. They've uh, they've become watchable at this point, um, hey, which about is time. really all you can ask for. Uh, they were very unwatchable for most of the season, and now they're uh, they're coming back to life. They kind of remind me of last year. They're close in every Ooh. game, and they're they're fighting. So, you know, maybe maybe you'll see me at LCA. Sometime next year. Oh, oh. I thought he was about to say this year. He's <laughs> about yeah, to be like, well, that's, a, that's a breaking that news. They, they'd have to win out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, totally going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure uh, people would love that. that that's a discussion well, for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to ask you the whole tank versus not the tank. That's a whole segment that I don't want to get into right now. But, uh, Eli, one more Pistons-related question for you. Uh, who's the rookie of the year, in your opinion? Um, I really like Scotty Barnes and Evan oh. Mobley. <laughs> what about Franz Wagner? Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's Cade Cunningham. It's yeah. Like, if you know ball, it's Cade Cunningham. <laughs> That's another thing that else needs to be said. Can I also ask you who should be the rookie of the year in the NHL, the Calder winner? Do you know that oh. answer? Oh, it's Lucas Raymond, baby. Uh, Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider. There you go. Both of them. Bo- there you go, yes. Give both it to of both them. of them. Give it to both of them. Let's go. Is that actually a possibility? Uh, no, it, it's oh. going to be Mo Sider. Oh. I, th- I think Mo Sider is going to win it. But Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond are both very deserving there, right? candidates. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, Eli. Good to have you back on the show this week. Let's move on to Mike Billica. Mike, welcome back. How's everything going? You're on your spring break. How are you doing? You got any plans for your spring break? Uh, no plans. Just uh, oh. catching up on some homework, but still trying to enjoy it. Oh, Homework on spring break, that's no fun. You know what is going to be fun, though? Opening day. We're going to opening day, baby. (laughs) Me, Mike, Tyler, and Jay. We're going to opening day. 
it's going to be fun, man. Mike, you ready? I can't wait. It, it's a bucket list thing, so that's what I'm just I'm so excited to finally get to do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for my first opening day. People were surprised to hear that it was my first opening day, but yeah, it's my first opening day and I can't wait. Tyler, this is your first opening day too, right? Yeah, it will be my first opening day. Um, we went last year, it was like close to opening day, but I've never actually been on an opening day itself. So yeah, I'm very excited for that, for sure. <laughs> I'm so excited. We got the tickets on Sunday night and I I couldn't stop smiling. I can't wait. But uh, yeah, Mike, good to have you back on the show this week, though. What are you most looking forward to for your first opening day, Mike? Just being in a full baseball stadium with energy through the roof even though there is no roof but just someone say dome over comerica park grant hey now i'm all for it bring it on (laughs) but yeah i'm excited for that i think that's going to be really good just i've never you know been to it in person obviously so i think i'm going to enjoy it a lot you know they say it's the biggest party in detroit so we're going to find out firsthand if it is or not <laughs> oh i can't wait oh my goodness that'll be a great time tony what a difference a year makes last year on opening day we are in class in uh oh you we're in a class yeah. together yeah that class yeah and th- this year we're going to be in the ballpark itself so what a change of events man that, that, that's I'm excited, dude, because last year, I don't even know if people remember, it was 20% capacity only allowed for opening day. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. This will be the first real opening day since 2019. That was and a then, really good year for the Tigers. Oh, yeah, I I loved 2019 Tigers baseball. I enjoyed watching every single game. I also thought about this, too, though. This is the uh, the first meaningful opening day in Detroit. Since what, Tyler? 2017? Because even though they were terrible in 2017, we still went into the season with high expectations. Yeah, because they ran back that same squad from yeah. 2016. It obviously just didn't work out. But, yeah, yeah, that Mad, was like the last meaningful opening day. Yeah. Mad Dog picked the Tigers in the World Series. I think he might have picked the Tigers to win the World Series that year, like before the season. That was his like – Oh, I think you are talking about this year. I'm like, really? No, no, no. No, 2017, I remember. He had the Tigers and the Mets in the World Series, and I think he picked us to win the whole thing. So I was very excited for 2017. And then, you know, some stuff happened, but <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Uh, Parlay Jay, welcome back. How's it going, Jay? How the parlay is going? Uh, Parlay J is um, on a hot stretch, you know. He's been Oh, I'm, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Me and Grant are so happy uh, for you. The so CBA, the, the Gun Gun Tigers. Um, you know, they've been, you know, hooking me up. The Akira Robots, I think that's how oh. you say them. But, uh, yeah, I've been betting on NCAA a lot. Not a lot of NBA lately. Um, Moneyline Pistons have been my thing, you know. They won like five out of like six or like five out of nine games, I think, or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I've been having a decent stretch this past couple weeks. You're enjoying the, the Pistons playing better as well, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a number one advocate on Twitter. I, I bet on them every game, no <laughs> doubt. I, I've i sat and watched those games religiously, like, faithfully and everything. I'm, I'm loving it. Who's the rookie of the year in your eyes? Kay Cunningham. Yeah. He was the rookie of the year when he was in high school. Ooh, there we go. Well, hey, Jay, listen, it's good to have you back on the show this week. Me and Grant are, again, we're so happy to hear that you're doing well sports betting-wise. Right, Grant? 
I'm I'm on top of the world for Jay right now. So thanks, so Grant. Of course. Shout man. out to uh, most. What's his name? Mo Sider. Yes. Yeah, he, rookie of the year too. Yeah, I've been. I've been there we with go. That too. Yeah. Who's yeah. okay? Well, okay. Let me ask you. Who's the rookie of the year in hockey? The Calder Trophy winner. Uh, I'm gonna go with him too. I don't. I think he's having yeah. a better season than Lucas. I think a little. He bit. is. Oh no, Mo Sider's gonna win it for sure. So yeah, I'm gonna go with him for both of those. I think that's like the uh, defensive uh, award or something. Norris, yeah, he, the he Norris. Might get a, he, he, he might, might get, get a few votes Norris votes. He might get a few Norris votes too. He ain't gonna yeah, win I mean, it, but he might get a few votes. Good for him. All right, Parlay Jay. Good to hear from you. Uh, speaking of sports betting, let's move into Grant's. Uh, hi, Grant. <laughs> How are we doing Hello. this week? As always, not Tyler, Mike. How was the sports betting this weekend? Oh, there it is. Uh, we are doing we're doing well, you know, oh. all things considered. Um, oh. The Raiders are make have made a ton of moves since we recorded this. <laughs> uh, probably got Devonte Adams. Uh, no, but it was an electric week of watching the players championship. Um, it's the golf tournament. If you don't know, Jay was watching today. That fired me up. Um, I was stunned I mean, that to was, see that text at 9 a.m. while I was at the gym. <laughs> He's that watching me up what? While I was at work. I was like, hell yes, thank you. About time. <laughs> About time Monday. someone's coming around. <laughs> um, but to answer Mike's question, um, I didn't record with you guys last week, but I did have a bounce back week. Just want that on the record because oh. we we were we were bad this week. Uh, I we we did have a decent hit and UAB. Uh, but like that is that is the extent of my successes this week. So uh, we are taking a little Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady retirement. And oh, I forgot and about com- that. Coming oh, back on Thursday. Oh, oh no, I completely stepping away forgot for a little bit. about that. Oh, we're gonna reevaluate. Uh, realize that we enjoy life with sports betting more than without, and we're gonna come back on Thursday. Tony, how is your sports betting going? Well, now I'm more upset because I've I completely <laughs> forgot that Brady's back. Yeah, his retirement lasted long. Yeah, I had to hear from Jay <laughs> the second it happens. Oh. You know who's mo- like more mad than anyone? Aaron Rodgers. He he's living. Yeah. Yeah. All his spotlight gone. We're back. You know, 23, 23 years, you know? It's we're just never, about that time. We're never going to be done with him. I thought <laughs> I thought oh, we were man, finally and done. I, and just when I picked two new teams to root for, oh, God bless the Bucks. Unbelievable. Go, go Bucks, go Bengals. Oh. Screw that L.A. team. Hey, he, hey, number nine got that ring, though. He beat Brady on the way, sent him into a retirement that he came back from, but <laughs> it is what it is. Number nine still got that ring, though, Parlay Jay. I, I, honestly... It might be better for Stafford that he sent Brady into like a midlife crisis rather Stafford, than full-on retirement. Stafford's win over Brady scared Tom so much that he went into retirement. He said, I can't beat this guy. I'm not going to be able to beat this team. I got to go. And then he's just like, nah, I'm coming back. Stafford and Goff are going <sighs> to, they're both going to get those wins. Well, both teams are going to probably suck next Stafford year. Stafford and who? Space. Hey, you heard me. 
Tom Brady would rather get beat by Matt Stafford again than hang out with his kids. Oh, okay, we're done. We're <laughs> oh, done. We're pretty okay, close. We're done. We're, we're done. Close. Uh, uh, my oh, sports boy. betting. Yeah, we're taking a we're taking a break. I don't know if it's going to be a like a Tom Brady retirement, but I'm not planning on doing anything this week. <laughs> uh, we are on a cold, cold, cold stretch. So we're just gonna we're just gonna take a break, step away. Uh, we'll see if I ever go back. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, nonetheless, Grant, good to have you back on the show as well. Last but not least, Tyler Sawa. Hi, Tyler. So uh, NFL free agency is underway. Uh, at the time of recording this, not a lot of big moves have happened. As I say that, watch the Lions do something. Then I'll have to go into post-production. And, oh, the Lions made this move. But as of now, as we record on Monday night, uh, the big move was re-signing Tracy Walker. Give me your quick thoughts on that. And also, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, first of yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, b- baseball's back. We're getting Ooh. spring training baseball as soon as Friday on Valley Sports Detroit. So I'm very excited about that. So I just saw the schedule released. And then um, as far as Tracy Walker... You know, we talked about it last week. I think this was a move that kind of expected a little bit, depending on, you know, the market. I thought the Lions got him at a very fair value, kind of something that I estimated around that 8 to $9 million range. Got him for three years. It's a good deal for both sides. You know, Tracy played well towards the end of the year. He's been one of those staples for this Lions defense, a good leader. So I think this was an important deal for the Lions to get done, and they got it done on the first day of free agency. So... Definitely a good pickup, and it's going to be interesting to see how they compliment him and who they want to put on the other side of the safety position with him. If they're going to get someone in free agency, mm-hmm. or are they going to go on the draft and address that? Mm-hmm. We'll see. So it's good to have Tracy back for sure, though. Well, hold on. What about Will Harris? Oh. Will Harris. Okay. <laughs> I was... uh, uh, one quick thing about Will Harris. I... <laughs> He, he's a he's, he's an okay player. I just don't think he's a starter. But I don't think he does. He doesn't deserve the hate that he he deserve that he gets. I should say. No, but you should probably upgrade safety though. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's not, he's definitely not a starter. But yeah. he's a guy that he is more he's than serviceable, serviceable yeah. as a depth player because he has a lot of versatility. He plays both safety positions and plays now both quarterback positions, which I didn't know he had that in him. So. Yeah. But yeah, you, you definitely need to upgrade. He can't be a starter going yeah. to the well, um, you know, the, my thoughts on the Tracy Walker signing, um, I, I like it. And at three years, about $8.3 million a season, I, I don't think that's a bad deal at all for the Lions or Tracy Walker. Tracy balled out last year, just turned 27. He's still young and he's still in his prime. I'm all for it. He was a big part of the defense last year, and he'll continue to be going forward. I'm a big fan of that move. With Walker, too, is like you see all these free agents, especially day one, a lot, a lot of overpaying for guys. And there was like a couple good contracts. And I think the Lions are in that little, <laughs> I think the Lions are in that small group that actually got a very fair bargain, good deal on Tracy Walker. So that's definitely a good sign for Brad Holmes not going too aggressive and overpaying for guys just because, you know, you obviously need to upgrade, but he's not going to risk, you know, stupid money for that. So it's a good sign for MGM for sure. Yeah. As we're sitting here recording this, there's a lot of people going like, oh, what are the Lions doing? They're not doing anything. They're just kind of being quiet. Uh, I'd rather be quiet and be smart with our money than overpay for multiple people. <laughs> kind of like what Jacksonville is doing. Uh, setting the wide receiver market with Christian Kirk and getting Evan Ingram. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jacksonville is just handing out money as we speak. And Brad Holmes, he's being smart with it. I can't complain about that whatsoever. But yeah, Tracy Walker, that's been our big signing so far as we record this on Monday night. I like it. 
Now I'm interested to see what else the Lions possibly do in free agency. But, uh, yeah, all right, gentlemen, good to have my whole crew back together this week. So without further ado, let's get into it. Everybody knows what we're talking about today. Tyler, I want your mic unmuted because I'm going to say three magic words, and this will be the topic, obviously, of today's show. Baseball is back. I don't have words. I just have chills in my body right now. Bang! We got Major <laughs> League Baseball back. Man, I, I've been already, like, scrolling through Twitter, and I, I've been just looking at all the videos of, like, the gloves, <laughs> of the players walking onto the field, all the hitting. Oh, oh Javi Baez and Miggy in the same hitting group, too. Oh, oh my goodness. It's just amazing. Do you see it's the uh, you see the video on, uh, I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, where Javi and Candy were walking to the field, and you heard their oh, cleats, like, crushing oh. the rocks on oh, the sidewalk. Oh, that's ah! so sad. So- so, so, saw Matt Manning, or not Matt Manning, uh, Casey Mize pitching with Tucker Barnhart. Oh, man, that, that's some good stuff, dude. Uh, I'm so excited for the season. AJ Hinch, he's giving us some nice quotes before the season. Oh, I love yeah, it. He said, he said, watch out. He said there's going to mm. be some new faces coming around uh, mm. Tiger Town very soon. Mm. So, interested to see that with the market kind of heating up a little bit in the MLB. Yeah, the hot stove is burning, and the Tigers... We know they're going to go after probably one more starting pitcher and maybe a bullpen piece. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited, man. Baseball's back. Mike, baseball's back. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm, I'm more happy for Tyler than anyone else. You know what Mike was doing today and made me so proud? He sent me a video of watching Gregory Soto highlights <laughs> and, and him throwing the 89-mile-per-hour slider in the dirt for a game. Like, like I, I was so proud of Mike. When he sent me that video, my goodness! I can't wait to see it in person. Opening day, wait. baby! Oh my god! If he gets the ninth inning and closes the game versus the White Sox, <laughs> oh, oh that'd, be, that'd be oh. something. All right, gentlemen. Yes, baseball is back. Let's talk some baseball and Tigers baseball today. But before we actually talk about the Tigers and do our little Tigers preview here in the spring, um, I do want to start the baseball talk by just talking about the lockout officially being over. Because the last time we talked about the lockout, it wasn't a fun conversation because we were all sitting here, including me and Tyler, and we were like, yeah, it's not looking good. These two sides hate each other. Doesn't look like they're going to get a full 162 in there. This sucks. It's spring. The weather's kind of getting better, even though it's Michigan weather and it changes hour to hour. (laughs) We can't get into that baseball mode right now. This absolutely sucks. But now here we sit. The weather's warming up. And we've got baseball to talk about because the lockout's over. So, Tyler, here's how I want to start the baseball is back talk today. Uh, Just talk to me about how it feels as a baseball fan to see a deal Get done in time for there to be a full 162-game season. Sure, the season won't start on time. It's been pushed back a couple of weeks, but we're still getting a full 162. Opening day is still early April, so it still kind of feels like a full, normal baseball season. Like, how does it feel as a baseball fan to know that this got done and we're going to have we're going to have baseball this year, a full 162? Yeah, no, that was significant, definitely, because we were just talking about it a couple of weeks ago. It was like, we haven't had a normal season of baseball since 2019. Like, as far as playing 162. That was a lot of fun. Full, full capacity fans. Like, it's been a minute since we've had a traditional, normal baseball season. So, to see them get the deal done just in time to get 162, obviously wish the deal was done a lot earlier. But, 
end of the day, it doesn't really matter anymore because the deal is done. We're playing 162, and like you said, the season only delayed one week, so nothing too significant. Um, so for baseball fans, obviously, to get 162 was very crucial, very significant. And just for the game itself, too, they needed to get this right in time because if it you know, held out to this point, like let's say we're talking still that baseball's not back, they're still doing these CBA negotiations back and forth, that's when you're really killing the sport. And it's going to be people like casual fans or people that are trying to get into the game, it's going to be very difficult for them to get into the game if they're not watching the game. So um, I think we would have saw a lot of people kind of do what they did back in 94 when they had their lockout. They lost a lot of fans and they had to take a couple of years to regain, you know, the, the game of baseball back. So I'm glad it didn't get to that point where we were holding out too long. It only delayed uh, one week of the season. So as far as a baseball fan and wanting to see the game expand and grow, this was very significant and just glad they got the deal done and we could start talking about actual baseball stuff and not the CBA negotiations going back and forth. So that was very crucial. Tyler, you brought up something very interesting, and that's a good segue because I want to ask Grant this question. So, Tyler, you just talked about how the lockout would have had a major impact on possibly losing fans, and obviously that would have been a major impact on the game. So, Grant, I want to ask you this question specifically because if you remember a few episodes ago when we had this whole lockout conversation with Major League Baseball, you were the one who mentioned specifically, like, this could really hurt the sport if they don't play a full 162 and this drags on for a while. Like, they could lose fans, and they could, these fans who go away from baseball could go and become golf fans or go, you know, find something else to do with their time since there's no baseball. So with that, Grant, let me ask you this. How important do you really think it is? And this might seem like an obvious answer, but... It's still worth to have this conversation. How important do you think it is for baseball to get a deal done and play a full 162-game season? I obviously think it's huge. Like you mentioned, I mean, there's a new football league, the USFL, coming up. Golf oh. is has been gaining popularity. Um, there's just has a lot it? of other, like, co- I mean, since, uh, since the pandemic and it was, like, the first sport back, it's seen numbers, like, through the roof. They're constantly... Um, actually being very generous with their money. Um, Like the MLB could take notes. Um, (laughs) Like the, like how I mentioned the players championship today, that was the biggest purse ever, like most money handed out. So like they're constantly growing monetarily and with fans and all that. So like if they didn't have baseball, those fans that maybe were on the fence of watching this year or something could just be like, okay, well, what am I going to watch on a midsummer day when there's no basketball, no hockey, no football. Um, and it could become golf. It could become the USFL. Like um, I, I actually kind of think that in a weird way, there was just the right amount of drama for true baseball fans to start getting nervous and even the casual fans to kind of be like, oh, they might not play. I can't really get into that. And then now they're here and everyone's like, whoa, we get baseball. And like, you know, it's kind of like when you you see presents under the tree, but it's not Christmas. Like, you know, it's coming back at some point. You know, you're getting to it. But then that day comes and it's like, let's go. So if, if that makes any sense at all, it, it feels does. like it feels like this. This was a nice little pop of like baseball's back. But. Um, no, it's, you can't delay a sport that isn't necessarily growing massively. Like 
if it's the baseball crowd is admittedly not growing. I don't want to say it's dwindling, but you just, you have to be running things on schedule. You can't be making players or owners look bad and generating hate because then people kind of get turned off by that. It was long. It was ugly negotiations between the two sides. They don't like each other. It wasn't fun as a fan to see all that happen, but at the end of the day, they got a deal done. That's what matters most. And now we can sit here today and flip the switch for baseball. We are in that baseball mode now. We're a couple weeks away from opening day. Myself, Tyler, Mike, and Jay, we're all going to be there at Comerica Park. So with that, let's talk some Tigers baseball now, shall we, boys? Let's go. All right. So, Tyler, I'm going to begin with you. Tigers baseball. This is the most excitement I've had going into a Tigers season since probably 2017, even though that season was terrible. Like, we still went into the season with high expectations. Uh, They're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Tyler, how are you feeling heading into this season in Tigers baseball? Yeah, I mean, obviously excited to be talking about, like, relevant baseball again and talking about even the conversation of playoffs right now. That's exciting, but that obviously adds expectations, and it can be stressful now because we're at that point where when you lose games, it's going to hurt a lot more than previous seasons. Like, now these are legitimate expectations, and we'll see how this team lives up to those expectations. I think they have the right manager at home for to lead them to the playoffs. And we'd even mentioned this. There's now an expanded playoff, so there's one extra team in each conference. So, you know, that obviously expands the chances of the Tigers getting a a spot in the playoffs this year so I think the Tigers are in that middle of that mix too right now that they could compete for that playoffs maybe they're a borderline playoff team but overall man I'm I'm super excited super nervous it's gonna be something it's it's a lot more fun when there's something on the line rather than just talking about seeing the future we're like oh this will be cool in a couple years now this is the future we're we're gonna see Mm -hmm. those guys here you know, you're going to get your Spencer Trokelson. You're going to get your Riley Greens. We've already seen the Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal. It's now how are they going to put it all in the field together. And obviously, if they don't make the World Series this year, it's not a complete failure by any means. But there's expectations now. And I want to see how the team re- reacts to that. you got a lot of young guys. got some veterans now mixed in there. So it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot and very stressful at the same time. I'd rather be stressed out after losses and super excited after wins than be in that rebuilding state where it's like, yeah, losses are good and wins aren't good. (laughs) You know, it makes a lot more fun, a lot more enjoyable when there's something on the line and, you know, hopefully the team delivers. Listen to this. I tweeted this out when the lockout ended. Just listen to this tweet. AJ Hinch, Miggy, Javi Baez, Akil Badu, Candy, Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, Robbie Grossman, our boy, Eric Haas, Tucker Barnhart, Jonathan Scope, Derek Hill, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning, Erod, Gregory Soto, Mike's boy, Funk, Jose Cisnero, Michael Fulmer, Tal Alexander, Chris Fetter, add him in there too, George Lombard, man, this Tigers team, coaching staff and players, oh, Tyler, they're going to be fun this year, they, man. They got talent, <laughs> they, they definitely got talent. And I think when you read that list, there's still some spots that they can definitely improve, and they have the free agency class to do that. So it's even more exciting to think that they could add some more star power to that to that mm-hmm. list that you just said right now. 
Yeah. I, we mentioned it earlier in the show. They've said they're still in the market for a starting pitcher, and there's been reports that they might look for one more bullpen piece too, which I wouldn't be against. Uh, now, Tyler, if you talk about free agency in the Tigers, there's always going to be that that one name <laughs> that that people start to think of, and that's obviously Carlos Correa. I, I hate to be Mr. Negative here, but me and you had this conversation off the pod a few days ago. I feel like it's worth mentioning right now. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, you're not wrong. It's not happening. You're not coming, to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I hate to be the one to say this, but uh, it's where are you over. gonna put him? It's like, over. I, it's over. But, he's not. He's not coming here. We gave him an offer, like ten years, two hundred seventy-five mil, whatever it was. He declined it, so we went and got Javi Baez. That's our guy now. So it, it's not happening. It's not happening. Cause like Tyler said, if you sign Carlos Correa, that's awesome. But where are you going to put him? I think people forget that Jonathan Scope not only exists, but he's good. I'm not saying Jonathan Scope is better than Carlos Correa, but Jonathan Scope was good for this team last year. And if you sign Carlos Correa, okay, you put him at short, put Javi at second, you're just going to tell Jonathan Scope to go away? Like, again, I'm not saying Jonathan Scope is better than Carlos Correa. Not all what I'm saying, but... The owner of the team has said that they're not going after Carlos Correa, and that's, I know that's a different conversation, but I'm sorry, it's not happening. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but it's... It's, it, it just wouldn't make sense at this point, because you already no. have your infield pretty much established at this point, and to be fair, all these guys are everyday players. Like, Spencer Crokes, mm-hmm. when he's in the show, he's going to be your everyday first baseman. Yeah. Scope proved the last two years, even though granted one of them was a 60-game season, the last two <laughs> seasons with you has played every day, essentially, for you. Javi Baez is going to be an everyday player for you as well, and Jamer Candelario for the last two to three years has been an everyday player for you. So where are we, like, who who's being cut out of this rotation? Like you said, Carlos Correa is obviously an upgrade. There's, there's no question about yeah. that. I just don't see who's getting cut. I mean, maybe you limit Miguel Cabrera's days, but, like, that's not happening either. Miguel Cabrera is a guy that's going to be playing no, five yeah. to six days of games a week. It's just that's how it is, and... I don't know. I I think if anything, I think the offense is fine. I really do. I think they they did a good job this offseason. They filled in the the holes that they need to go in. They got a catcher. They got a shortstop. I think now just got to really focus on the pitching staff, get another starter, get some depth there. And then, um, like you said, I think a bullpen arm would be really, really nice. And there's some still really nice bullpen arms out there. And I I would love to see the Tigers maybe, you know, poke the fences maybe potentially with. If the Tigers didn't sign Javi Baez and we still didn't have a, a shortstop right now, like then I'd be like, you gotta go get Carlos Correa like right now. <laughs> but we, we signed Javi. Javi's our guy, man. Instead of saying like, oh, we gotta go get Carlos Correa, we gotta get Correa. Why not just embrace our new shortstop? He's a pretty darn good shortstop, too. Tyler, talk to me about Javi Baez because we technically didn't get to talk about Javi. I mean, the minute we signed him, the league went into a lockout. So talk to me about Javi Baez and what he's going to bring to this team, offensively and defensively, and just your yeah, overall thoughts on the signing when it happened. Yeah, Javi's a good player, man. He's, a, he's one of the top shortstops Exciting. in the league. Exciting. Would I have preferred Carlos Correa? I would have. Absolutely, yes. I, I think El Mago, he's really good defensively, one of the better shortstops defensively. Offensively, obviously you want to see him cut out in the strikeouts and the swing and mm-hmm. misses because some of those are, are atrocious for hobby bias. But, I mean, 
overall, he's a good player. They gave him good player money. He's going to be your everyday shortstop. He he's a really good he's a really good baseball player. He's a top three shortstop in the market, and they got they got one of the top three shortstops in the market. So th- th- there's no complaint. We, we asked all offseason get one of these five guys: Carlos mm-hmm. Correa, Javi Baez, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Trevor Story. We said really just get one of them. Mm-hmm. They got a top three in my opinion. So overall, a good baseball player. But you know th- th- there's some issues there with obviously Javi. Like I mentioned, the swing and misses are or something significant and something that he needs to improve on. But overall, a good baseball player, everyday player. I'm excited to see him here because we haven't had a shortstop like this. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen one in my Alan time. Alan Trammell? Is he, our best, my... is he our best shortstop since Alan Trammell? He might I be. Just, I was just going to say in my time, I mean, like, who was, like, a better shortstop? I mean, like, Glacius is really, really good defensively, but not with the bat. And then and then Johnny was Johnny good at Peralta, the bat, but there's yeah. a, there, there, there was a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but yeah. yeah Am Peralta, I wrong? No. But hey, yeah. but you didn't have to say it. Let's yeah. be nice. Yeah, no, there I mean, was some juice behind his <gasps> bat, man. Oh. I mean, he was really swinging that thing a couple Thank years. Thank you, Eli. Man. Thank you for your. <sighs> yeah, but th- this is definitely. I can't think of a better source than we've had. So, yeah, hey. best source I've seen in my time. Man, listen, we came in. Jose Iglesias. Have Have you not been listening? <laughs> Mute your I mic. Love, I'm, no, I, I love uh, Jose no. Iglesias. Uh, you're, you're done. You're done. Uh, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Clearly not listening to our conversation. <laughs> but uh, no, listen. Uh, we came into the off season, like Tyler said. We came into the off season saying just sign one of these big shortstops. Everyone preferred Carlos Correa, including me and Tyler. But we were just saying sign one of these shortstops. It's literally your biggest hole. You need to get one of these top shortstops. And they did. It wasn't Carlos Correa, but it's still one of the top guys on the uh, on the shortstop market at the time. Like in the overall point here again, I know everyone wants Carlos Correa. It's it's. I'm sorry, it's not happening. So let's just embrace Javi because he's our guy now. And it's one thing if you have beef with the Tigers, maybe choosing Baez over Correa, and I would agree with you. But, well, yeah, the Tigers yes. offered Carlos Correa a very, very you, fair deal. So you can't be mad. If they didn't offer a deal, I'd maybe join and say, like, oh, why are we choosing buys over Correa? Yeah. But you offered Correa. A you're good the only deal. Team, you're the team only notably I've seen reported that offered yeah. a 10-year deal close to $300 million. You're the only mm-hmm. team I think I've seen reported to even mm-hmm. offer that. So to see the Tigers try and get Carlos Correa, and I, and I I truly do believe that he was their first option, and I think they just oh, swung with out. That and reported then, offer, he was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ten like, years, two hundred seventy-five mil. Oh yeah. yeah. But Javi Baez is not a bad consolation prize. No. Like even though he was Plan B or maybe Plan C for the team, he's by no means a bad baseball player. It's still a really good player to have. He's a winning player. He's won a World Series before. And AJ Hinges brought that up too. He has that winning mentality in him. Mm-hmm. So that's something good for especially a young team like this that hasn't really experienced much winning at the big league level. To get a guy like Javi Baez, who's been to a World Series, been on multiple winning seasons with the Chicago Cubs, this is a huge get for your team and a huge everyday player that you're going to have in your middle of the infield for the next five years. And I think that's very exciting. Let's go to Jay Horn now. Many people might not know this, but Jay is actually a big baseball guy, right, Jay? Something like that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite tiger? Akil Badu, Miguel, and uh, 
Who's my third favorite player? I'd probably go with. Is do we still have Robbie? Hell yeah, we still have Robbie. Oh, uh, he's number three. Yeah, Robbie Grossman has um grown on me. I'm I'm that's my guy. Man, those 104 games are gonna hit so different when I get that Robbie 104 custom shirt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, yeah. but uh yeah, many people might not know, but Jay is a big baseball guy. So Jay, how are you feeling about the Tigers heading into this season? I think we have a chance to be a wild card team. Um, I don't know. We're not done signing people, so you you never no. know. Um, yeah. We're not getting Correa, so I need people to stop saying that on Twitter. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're not getting him. But we still have – it's a lot of good people out there we can get. But I say a wild card. I don't know if we win the Central, you know. But <laughs> the our White team Sox like, are really good. <laughs> our team, one through nine, is, are like – they're really good compared to last year. Obviously, um, Javi's gonna do good here if he can stay healthy, which I hope. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for that and for betting season two with them. Um, but parlay uh, yeah, Jay, he's always thinking about the parlays. You know, because people don't know how much I love baseball, man. Like that's like my yeah. number two sport. Like it's like one B. So like, yeah. I'll, I'll be locked in. I'll be locked in for baseball season. But I think we're gonna be good this year. I don't want to reach and say, like, give you, like, a record estimate, but I say we'll probably win, I say maybe, maybe more than 85, maybe? Maybe, I don't know. It's hard, though. I don't know if we're, I don't know who we're going to end up with, so I don't know yet. Well, most of the team has already said we just need a number five starter and, again, maybe one more bullpen piece. But I, I, I don't think it's crazy to expect to be competing for the wild card. Um, it'll be tough to make the playoffs this year because there's so many good teams in the American League. I mean, you got four playoff caliber teams alone in the AL East. Uh, I think it's just us in Chicago. Those are the only two real playoff contenders in the AL Central, like the Guardians. Uh, the Royals, they're on the come up. We might see Bobby Wood Jr. this year, but they're still far away. And then the Minnesota Twins are the biggest. What are you doing in sports right now? Like I truly don't know. What the, the Minnesota Twins just got a got a Gary. Yeah, and then they trade for Sonny Gray, and then they just trade Josh Donaldson, and another shortstop they just got. Like they just got Kyder Falefa on the trade. Trying to get on, and now they're rumored to be talking to the A's about some of their starters. I don't they, know what the Twins. They are have doing. a they have interest in Trevor Story too. I, I don't know what the Twins are doing. They scream, you know, they scream a, 75 wins to me, but <laughs> they scream 75 wins to me. And then in the AL West, uh, depending on what happens with Correa, I mean, Houston will probably still be in the mix, but uh, Seattle, though. Oh, my. Seattle's, Seattle's nice. Seattle's going to be really good this year. Shout out um, to Mitch. Mitch Hanniger, Our boy. Yes. And then uh, – you know, the Angels, even though the Angels never do anything with Free them. Free Mike Trout. Yeah, even though they never do anything with them, the Angels still do have Mike Trout and um, Shohei. There's a lot of playoff caliber teams in the American League. It'll be tough for the Tigers to get in there, but as long as they're contending with the wild card throughout the season, that's what I'm looking for. Um, and Tyler, I'm not really expecting to win the Central either just because of how good Chicago is, but I mean, if you can be competing with them for a little bit throughout the year, I'd be cool with that as well. I seen if you cooled down your expectations because I remember we were talking back in I want to say November when we were talking about potentially getting Correa or like one of these top shortstops. If we signed Correa, 
I would be saying, hey, let's go win the Central, screw it. And, like, this isn't a shot at Javi. Like, again, we love El Mago. But, like, I just – 2023, Tyler. (laughs) 2023, that's the year. That's the year. That's the year. Chicago's way too good, man. They are really good. I think you got to add something, though. Like, we're getting four really, really, like, solid – or three really good bats and another really solid bat addition to this lineup. You're getting Javier Baez, who was a yes. clear club upgrade than any other superstar last year. Yes, superstar. Yep. And then you got two of the top prospects in baseball, Riley Green yes. and Spencer Jokelson, yes. coming in your everyday lineup very soon. And then Tucker Barnhart, you know, I would mm-hmm. say an above-average hitter for a catcher. You're getting that added to your lineup, too, as well. So you're getting three really good additions and one really, really solid yes. addition to your, your order. Excuse me, um, Tony. Question. What happened to Eric Haas? I, you know, I was literally just about to say that. You, because you, read, you read my mind, Jay. He, he he may be the odd man out, like how I said no, he's, no, was. No, he's not. He's going to be sharing a lot of time with Tucker Barnhart. Like, people, okay. I, tweet, I tweeted out Simo's projected opening day lineup the other day, and a lot of people were like, where's Eric Haas? Eric Haas is going to share time with Tucker Barnhart. Like, Alavila said that when they acquired Tucker Barnhart. It's going to be 1A, 1B, Tucker, Eric Haas. Because Jake Good, Rogers he, is out. He deserves that. Oh, he, for he, sure. He he deserves some time. And I know, yeah, Jake is out. I think he's – what is he getting? Tommy John? No, not Tommy John. He had Tommy John, yes. Okay, yeah, he it. did. Yeah, so, he's yeah, out. Eric, Eric Haas deserves some PT. I, I, I was just hoping he wasn't going to be left out. Eric is probably going to be – Catcher slash first base slash outfield. That versatility that AJ yeah, loves. I was just saying, I watched the interview with him was uh, with Brad Galley from ABC or from seven, Channel Seven News. Channel Seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, they asked Haas, you know, like he felt more prepared this year because in years previous, it's just like he's been asked, like, oh, we could maybe use you here, and he's been asked to play like multiple different positions. He goes now. They told me to really focus on like three different positions. He didn't mention those positions, but I think it's those three positions that you. We just know what they're going to be: <laughs> catcher, first base, left and then, field. Yeah, the outfield, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the corner outfield. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know he's definitely part of this team. He's going to be playing a lot for sure. Yeah, Eric Haas didn't go anywhere. He's not going to go anywhere either. Um, but uh, Jay, let me also ask you quickly your thoughts on Javier Baez because I remember last year we were having conversations about what free agent shortstops should we go after and you were always a big hobby guy so now the hobby's a tiger what's your thoughts on el mago being in detroit i my only thing is that he stays healthy because we've seen him well, injuries have know, never really been a concern with hobby though i need him to stay healthy and i need his discipline to get better that because is fair. <laughs> that that is hobby, for the strikeouts yes that you is know hobby used to be like crazy man like you know when he first came to the league but he has his plate discipline is not that high you know he can give you some big hits but like it's going to take him as many strikeouts or whatever to get there you know he strikes out a lot but tyler when he when he hits one out he hits him out he's going to hit some big he's going to hit some bombs for sure oh yeah at comerica he will for sure but yeah i'm 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 ready for him i hope he just if he gets that discipline down, we'll be fine because we've seen him on defense now. We know that you he know. did a lot better with the Mets to close out last season. Oh, most definitely, I did notice that. Yeah, he was a lot so, better yeah. with the Mets last year. He has to start hitting with Robbie Grossman, man. He has to start hitting with Robbie Grossman with the discipline and getting walks, dude. Because Javi Baez, that's his one biggest kryptonite, dude. He cannot draw walks. If he could get in the cages with Robbie. I think Robbie is number three in, in baseball in walks, or he's up there. He's one oh, of the he's top up guys there in... for sure. Robbie, yeah. BB. 
Yes. And you're never and you're never gonna be like Robbie Grossman as far as getting walks, but we need to be I am not expecting him to I'm not expecting Javi to be like Robbie, but if he can learn to get those walks <laughs> down. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's that's my only like big knock on bias. Everything else he's really, really good at. It's defense. I think he's one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. He is. He's one of the most exciting players in baseball too. Yeah, I mean there's a reason why his name is El Mago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's but fun, that, that was like that was my biggest like difference between Baez and Correa. I remember because Correa could draw walks. You know, he's very disciplined. Correa could do know, everything. He, yeah, Correa is health really good. That's is why his pre- concern. That's his concern. Yeah, yeah you want to talk concern. about someone staying healthy, Jay? Correa is the one where if he signed here, it'd be like, now nah, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, but everything else, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's like the only reason why I preferred Correa. But if he could just draw a little more walks and a little less strikeouts, I'll yeah. be, you know, I, I, he's gonna be a good player for us. Oh, no question. Tyler fiends for people drawing walks. That is like getting on base like, is important, man. Oh, like top three things Tyler likes: Greg Soto, eighty-nine mile per hour slider in the dirt. That's Mike's thing. Robbie Grossman drawing walks. Oh, that's just that's that's Tyler right there. Getting on base oh, is well, important, man. I, I I value walks, and that's why I was like a little hesitant with signing bias because that's that's my my biggest. You know, it's something I don't like. You go to a baseball game with Tyler, you will hear good eye many, many times. <laughs> Even from the outfield. Good yeah, eye. Yeah. Good How eye. did you see that, Tyler? Good eye. <laughs> Eli and Mike, I want to go to you next, and then we'll wrap up the show here. So Eli and Mike, as two quote-unquote new fans who are just really starting to get into the Tigers in baseball this season uh, – I'll I'll start with you, Mike. Where's your excitement level at for this season? Oh, I'm very excited now, especially after the new CBA got passed. Um, I'm you know any competitive Detroit team will get me excited, especially baseball. So I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to winning games, man. Any team, even the Lions. Yes, <laughs> but we all know how it'll end with the Lions. That's oh. The <laughs> Well, anyway, anything specific that you're looking forward to with the Tigers this year? Uh, probably the young guys, honestly, the, the prospects. Because uh, we kind of know how everyone else is going to play, but, like, um, you, you really don't know what the new guys. And, and, and it's just exciting for the future because it's just the next step forward. Eli, I'll go to you now. Same question for you. As someone who's just really starting to get into the Tigers in baseball this season, what are you most looking forward to and where's your excitement level at for the season? I I'm probably more excited than I've been since like what like twenty thirteen about the Tigers. It's been a long time coming. It's almost coming. been ten years. It's been a long time coming, but we're here now. I think they're gonna be really fun to watch. They got a lot of young guys to watch. Um they filled some holes. They still got more holes to fill, but, you know, we'll get there one step at a time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, we'll get there. I think as long as they're competitive, you know, I don't want to see them go through, like, a rough stretch like they did at the beginning of last year, I think. That's a good point. Um, I, I just want them to be, like, just be consistent, you know. Don't, don't lose, like, 10 out of 11 and stuff like that. Just... Be consistent. Tyler, Eli brought up a really good point. You can't 
have another rough start to your season. <laughs> you gotta, no, you, you gotta get, you gotta get going right from the beginning because April, the rough start last year, that honestly did keep the Tigers out of contention late in the year. Like outside of outside of April, the Tigers were above 500 last year, yeah, but. I- it's just that one rough month to start the year, man. That really took them out early. I think the biggest difference this year, is too, is that they got a whole year accumulated with the staff, and they really understand the assignment on what they have to do mm-hmm. now. And and even AJ brought it up. Like, last year, guys were tiptoeing in my office. They were kind of shy. They didn't really want to introduce themselves. But now, Candy comes in with a bear hug, first day of spring training. Like, I think guys are comfortable. It just took a, a little patch to kind of get used to the new coaching staff, the the transition from Garner Hire to Hinch, and – now they got a whole year after that, so I think they're going to be a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable coming into the season. All right, final thing that I want to talk about with our little Tiger Spring Training preview that we'll get out of here. Um, everyone give me one Tiger that you're excited to watch in 2022. There's a lot of good answers, but you got to pick one. We'll end off with Tyler. Let's start with Grant. Um, if you guys know me, I kind of like the project pieces. I'm really excited to see Matt Manning hopefully take another step in the right direction. Tyler, that's a good hot, answer. Hot, hot, hot take. Hot take right there for Tiger fans right there, Grant. <sighs> Killian. That's hot? Zadina. <laughs> Jeff Okuda. <laughs> Matt Manning. I don't know, man. I I just I think he's got more than what we've seen so far. and I just think there's a nerves level, and I think he's – gonna get over that this year tyler and i had this conversation off the air a couple days ago we don't understand where the hate from Matt Manning is coming from like i would you give these young guys time please <laughs> eli just said rome was a bill in a day like it takes time for some of these prospects he was kind of thrown in the woods too like he he, he was should not have pitched to... last year yeah it was because of injuries to... Yeah, they had to put him in there. I mean, yeah. he was struggling in Toledo. It was his first time making the transition from double-A ball to triple-A ball, which is obviously a, a big jump. And, you know, he wasn't pitching really well in Toledo. And I thought there was some moments we saw Matt Madden. It was really filthy stuff mm-hmm. at some points of the season. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, just he, he's really, really young. He's really, really raw. This is a big year for him as well. So I like that take from Grant for sure. It is a big year for him, but I'm kind of terrified because he couldn't talk to Chris Fetter's pitching coach for the longest time because of the lockout. That's a good point, and he needed oh. that time for sure. Good answer, Grant. I like that one. I also am looking forward to seeing uh, the steps that Matt Manning takes in his first full MLB season. Because, again, he wasn't supposed to pitch last year. He only pitched because of injuries. He was not playing well in Toledo. I, me and Tyler, we don't think he liked Toledo all that much. Sorry, Mike. But <laughs> <laughs> they have to go there. <laughs> well, we'll be there. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Stay at the park in. But anyway, back on to the, uh, the main conversation here. So, Grant, good answer. Matt Manning. Uh, Jay had to leave. He said his phone was on 1%, but his player was Akil Badu, Uncle Charles's favorite. Shout out to Uncle Charles. And thanks for coming on, as always, Jay. Parlay, Jay. Uh, Eli. Um, I'm going to go Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh! I, I, think, I did not expect that answer from Yeah, that. I'm going to go Eduardo Rodriguez. Give I me your think... scouting report on Erod. I like Erod, man. I mean, he's not too old. Um, he's on a good contract. He was good for the Red Sox. What more do you want? He's got a good win loss. 
I mean, come on, man. Titans need guys like that. Tyler, what's your thoughts on your scouting report on Erod? I'm crazy. The first statistic he brought up was the win loss record. Oh my goodness. He could have brought the <laughs> fifth up something ERA. Oh, he went win loss right away. What's your thoughts, Eli, on Erod's K per nine? <laughs> uh, I don't have that stat pulled up. <laughs> but, Mike, uh, Mike, can you tell me your thoughts on Erod's FIP? What? <laughs> Tyler, they'll learn. He does have a good I, ERA, though. I his mean, ERA that's... is actually a little high, but his FIP is very good. So well, for Boston, in, for pitching in Boston, oh, it's pretty low. Tyler, do you know what those mean? FIP, yeah. FIP is like a, a stab. Basically, you his, his defense behind him is really bad. So they take out for that statistic, basically, and they take out the ballpark you're playing in. And, like, that's how they average it out. So it's basically ERA, but they just balance more stuff into it instead of just the – you know, the hard stat. Oh, yeah, Tyler. FIP. Oh, he's got Tyler. a good FIP. Mike, you'll have to learn what FIP and K per 9 is. Tyler, explain some what K per 9 means. It's a lot easier to understand. <laughs> a K per 9 is, I mean, how do you really even explain it? Like, isn't it's, it's, just... it's just basically your strikeouts. Strikeouts per, per 9 innings. Yeah, so isn't it just kind of what it is in the word? Pretty self-explanatory, Anthony. <laughs> Ah. But yes, the win loss record the most relevant stat for pitchers. Just uh just a heads up. It's like QB wins. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Okay, but QB wins are relevant now because Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 but Erod, yes, I like that one from Eli. Erod's a Erod's a fun player. I think people, a lot of people forgot about him too because mm-hmm. he got signed lockout. early in the offseason and the lockout, man. obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what player are you looking forward to seeing? Casey Mize. Ooh! Yeah, he had a good season last season. I want to he see did. him continue. Mm-hmm. Big he year for Casey Mize. He's the guy now. Yeah. He, he's the guy now. Uh, Matthew Boyd, believe it or not, was the guy. He was our opening day starter, and now he's gone. So Casey Mize is probably going to be that guy now for the Tigers. Yeah, that's a good yeah, answer for Mike. Step. Tyler, who's your guy? Okay, I'm gonna bring an unordinary one that this is gonna like just shock. Dustin Garneau, I knew it. <laughs> no, Alex Lang is a guy I'm looking. You're forward not. To. You're not being serious. Swear to God, I'm looking Why? forward to Alex Lang. <laughs> Alex Lang has really, really, really nasty stuff. Really I know nasty he stuff. Does. Just has to fix the command and control a little bit, but his stuff is up there, dude. He has potential to be. A setup man or a seventh inning guy. He has back end bullpen potential. I want to see what your two under the Chris Fetter effect could do to a guy like this. I really believe Alex Lang has. Uh, he's going to shock a lot of people. That's my guy this year. I'm looking forward to Alex Lang. He got his number jacked by Erod. That was messed up too. I don't even know what number he's wearing anymore because he was supposed to wear 57. Number. I don't know what number he's wearing either. Speaking of numbers, you see Torque is 20 now. He's, what's your thoughts on that? I like it. it yeah, no, 20 is a really good number. That was his college number at Arizona State. Ooh. And I, 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 I forgot that we already have a 19 on this team, which this is a big year. This is Mike's boy, Isak Paredes. He wears number 19, so there's a oh, lot of Oh, no, it, it's not a big year for Isak. I think the ship has sailed. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. I don't think Isak is really going to be anything. <laughs> 
He's had a lot of chances, man. He's had a he lot has of had a lot of chances. He, he hasn't so done anything, man. He hasn't done anything. There's not really a spot for him either now. No, either. there's not. He's going to be a career AAA guy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll He's see, going man. to lead the Mudheads to victory, man. He's going to be like <laughs> Luca Garza for them. For, but, oh, for the no. Oh, no. <laughs> More like Saban Lee. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, he's still really, he's only 23 years old. We'll see who it is. Yeah, we'll see. Injuries happen. He'll get a, he's going to get a shot at some point during this season. And he's got some competition now, too, because he's got a guy like Cody Clements on the 40 man roster. Mm -hmm. And they got Willie, obviously, still. They got Harold still. (laughs) Speaking of guys who I've given up on, are you kidding me? (laughs) But Alex Lang is a guy I'm keeping an eye out for the Tigers this year. A big name to keep an eye out for. All right, you want to hear my guy to end off the show? I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball, no pun intended. You know, I could go Miggy, I could go Javi, could talk about, you know, one of the prospects, Torque or Riley Green. I'm not going to do that. (sighs) Jason Foley, I'm kidding. The guy I want... No, I love Jason Foley, too. I know you love Jason Jason Foley. (laughs) I know you love Jason Jason Foley. Foley. The guy I am most looking forward to seeing this year is Tarek Skubal. He's got. I knew those, it. I knew it. He's got to get those home runs down, man. Tyler, the the only thing he needs to do is get those home runs down. The second he does that, he's going to be a Cy Young contender. I swear to you, he will be. He's got everything, but he's got to get the home runs down. The second he does that, he's going to have it figured out. Yeah, you want to talk about nasty stuff? That's Terry Scooble, dude. That Strike strikeout stuff sure. is already there. It's already there. Yeah, Just get the home runs down. Yeah, he's got to limit that and. When you play a, a ballpark like Comerica, you should use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And th- that's something that he has to really learn. And this is a big year for him. This is, you know, his second full year in the show now. So mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, I think he has out of the rotation, I think he has the most potential to have the most elite stuff in this rotation. Like, I know Mize is great. He might have nastier stuff than Casey. I think he has the nasty stuff in this rotation. I don't even think it's a question, yeah. honestly. No, yeah, for sure. I think his stuff is really nasty. He just has to fix stupid stuff like getting ahead of counts. He gets behind accounts counts a lot. Um, and that's where it leads to those, you know, hitter friendly counts where he's giving those home runs up. So if he can get ahead of counts, start attacking the strikes on very early in counts, you know, he's going to get in better situations where he could really show his stuff off and he can get more strikeouts and, you know, limit the home run, obviously. Derek Scooble for me, Alex Lang for Tyler. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could have said something else like Michael Fulmer. I want to see his. Oh, I was about to give a shout out to Michael Fulmer. Yeah, I want Honorable to see like. Mention. I want to see what he could do another year in the pen. You know, there's a lot of guys in this bullpen. I'm really intrigued. I want to see them kind of take that next step. Funkhauser. Well, the point I was going to make is that there's no wrong answer. There's a lot of guys to look forward to watching this year. You know, me, Tarek Skubal, you, Alex Lang, uh, Eli said Erod, Mike, Casey Mize, Grandson, Matt Manning, Akil Badu for Jay. Yeah. Robbie Grossman, honorable mention as well. I'm always excited to watch Robbie. Robbie, our boy. I can't wait to see Robbie again, man. Opening day. We're going to say hi to him. (laughs) If he is the starting right fielder. He will be the starting right fielder. Yeah, he will be for sure. He will be the starting right fielder. Yeah, he will be for sure. I had a brain fart. I thought for some reason it might be Riley, but I'm like, oh, no, he'll be center field. Yeah, he could do that and uh, kill it left. Man, listen, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Baseball's back. The lockout's over. The Tigers are going to be fun this year. Let's go, man. Good baseball talk today, gentlemen. Good show this week. This will not be the last time we do a little Tigers preview show. The week of opening day, you know what we're talking about that week. 
good show this week. Thank you all for stopping by. Thank you all so much for listening as well. For my entire crew, my name is Tony Dabrowski. Thank you as always to Rose Summer for sponsoring this week's episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Grant. Bye, Rose Dumber, and be positive.